What up, HyperChange? Welcome to another episode. Today, we're going to be talking about Twitter. News has come out that activist investors, namely Elliott Management and billionaire Paul Singer, are pushing for changes at the company, um, specifically trying to replace Jack Dorsey. This, my shout out to my roommate, Leo, who got me thinking about this and honestly struck a chord because this is like my biggest pet peeve is Wall Street activist investors trying to change companies when they don't really know what they're doing and just getting involved when they're not supposed to. I think this is a perfect example of it. And I have been personally thinking about potentially investing in Twitter stock for a long time actually because I don't know, I love the product. I, of course, a bunch of you probably follow me on Twitter. I use it all the time. It's my favorite social networking app. Um, I'm just a big fan of the service and feel like there's a huge potential as it becomes a staple of the digital economy for public figures, journalists, all sorts of people really to get their voice out on the world, distribute their thoughts and ideas for free across the internet. Anyway, I love Twitter. Huge fan of what it stands for. And I think Jack Dorsey is a brilliant CEO, amazing leader, owner, operator, founder, um, has been turning around the company for years. And so when I read this news, I was like, it made me so, so mad. And I think, this, anyway, I just want to get into it. So this is the news that comes out um, on Friday. Elliott Management's Paul Singer seeks to replace tw Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey, um, uh, sources say. So Elliott Management founder and billionaire Paul Singer seeking to replace Jack Dorsey. So this is pretty common. Uh, Paul Singer and Elliott Management are what they call an activist investor or uh, investment fund. So basically they, they'll buy a big stake in a company and say, hey, we think this is undervalued for reason X. And we're going to push the board to make changes, sort of campaign to get shareholders on board to vote, either actually do a vote and force changes or just put so much pressure on the company that the board makes these changes um, ahead of time. But the point is they're, they're these activist investors that try and change something with companies when there's something they think is going wrong. And the main thing they think is going on with Twitter is Jack Dorsey. So Elliot is pushing for Dorsey's removal in part because his attention is split between running both Twitter and Square and Dorsey's desire to move to Africa, the person said. So we don't have anything official on this. This is just a rumor. But what I'm hearing reading is Elliot uh, management took about a billion dollar stake in Twitter, something around there, a few percentage points ownership of the overall company, wants to push Jack Dorsey out. Their biggest reasons is that he hasn't been doing enough for the company to unlock value from a product standpoint, it seems, and he wants to, he's splitting his time as CEO of Twitter and Square, and he's basically uh, planning to move to Africa, which they think is a bad thing. So I want to debunk all of those claims, and I just think they're totally misinterpreting this, and I actually am like this close to just buying Twitter stock. I have been that close to buying Twitter stock for a long time, but now I'm this close to just buying it just to be able to like launch a campaign against Elliott Management, because I think they're going to ruin Twitter, and it's just a disaster. Because first, let's talk about running two companies. Yes, Jack Dorsey is, run to, is running two companies. Yes, that's unusual. Yes, most people think that's crazy. Obviously, I'm a little bit biased because I'm a big investor in Tesla. Elon Musk, also one of those people running multiple companies at once extremely successfully. I would argue Jack Dorsey has been doing the same. I mean, Square's share price and just value creation has been absurd. Tens of billions of dollars of market cap, totally disrupting the payment space and fintech space with the Cash App as well as their Square payment terminal. I mean, I think Square Stock is another company that I'm really fascinated by, has been executed leading on so many different tech initiatives. Um, and I think he's just frankly done an amazing job running that company. So when you look at his leadership from just Square's perspective, amazing job. Now, Twitter, Jack Dorsey was an original founder of Twitter. He's sort of like this crazy hacker guy, um, big fan of his. And he originally uh, built Twitter with a couple co-founders, um, left the company um, after they sort of, things started heating up. They started raising more VC money, getting ready to IPO. Twitter was extremely uh, like the hottest company in Silicon Valley because Facebook had just IPO'd or 
was looking like they were going to IPO was worth $100 billion. Everyone was like, ooh, Twitter's the next Facebook. They're growing like crazy. Um, everybody wanted into Twitter. So at the same time, Twitter hires this sort of big shot executive CEO, Dick Costolo, to run the company, prep them for IPO. What happens when Dick Costolo runs the company? Essentially, Twitter starts breaking down. User growth starts slowing. Um, the stock price, which was super hot on IPO, I'm going to pull up the chart here on Yahoo. As you can see, Twitter just like amazing job on the IPO, IPOing here at around 40 bucks, shooting right up to 70 bucks a share, you know, tens of billions of market cap potential, and then slowly sliding down as more and more disappointing user growth numbers and therefore revenue growth numbers kept hitting the company. And so around here, after the company, here, I'm going to X this. So around here, after the company's been sliding, they're struggling, they're like, okay, we need to bring in a new CEO. We want to bring back Jack Dorsey as the CEO of Twitter. So he actually steps in as the interim CEO, I believe. And then in late 2015, around here, takes over as CEO of the company. And so th at this point, you can see that Twitter, if you go back to their monthly active users, which was their main sort of engagement statistic at the time, literally growth had fallen off a cliff. Twitter went from growing, you know, 30, 40, 50% a year, or, or its user base, to literally just stalling out and actually declining sequentially at some point in 2015 or early 2016. And this was because of Dick Costola's management team. So they bring in Jack Dorsey. Um, as you can see, just looking at the share price since Jack Dorsey came on, yes, there was like this huge fallout after that. I would argue that really wasn't his fault. That was momentum that the business had because Dick Costolo, you know, made some mistakes or the company wasn't run well. And it takes time, to, a ton of time, an extremely difficult job to turn around a company the size of Twitter. And so especially when I think about Twitter and how delicate the product is from a social, being a social media product and the fact that it's so easy to make these products and platforms irrelevant once they start sliding towards being irrelevant and Twitter was in that direction, but Jack Dorsey turned it around. And I think that's why we've seen the share price of Twitter, you know, go, bottom out around here, around 15 or $14 a share, and then sort of, sort of have steadily been climbing back up for the past four years, um, ever since Jack Dorsey uh, turned the product around and has been actually, uh, the biggest thing he's done is re-engage the user base, is reinvigorating that growth, that core engagement metric for Twitter. So if we go to hypercharts briefly, um, you can go to Twitter, uh, hypercharts.co slash Twitter. They actually stopped introducing that monthly active user statistic um, a while ago that I told you about and moved into monetizable active uh, daily active usage, MDAUs, basically daily active users. And as you can see, since 2017, that number has been growing. It's almost accelerating in growth. So as far as I'm concerned, from a user standpoint, which is the most important thing going on at Twitter right now, uh, Jack Dorsey went, the, the user base was stalling. He came back in and has, over the past couple of years, an extremely, like a double black diamond maneuver has reinvigorated growth in Twitter's user base. That is an unbelievable job. This metric turnaround is what's gotten me so pumped and potentially wanted to invest in the company. If we break this down, you can see international growth picking up and accelerating. The same thing is happening for US growth, which is flat or declining, now picking up and accelerating. I mean, if this isn't evidence that the product changes he's making are working, then I don't know what is. And so, um, now let's go to an annual basis. You can see the uh, monetizable daily active usage growing really well again. Revenue is growing really well again. So when we look at what was happening with Twitter, like the business was totally stalling. 2015, 2016, 2017, growth actually declined. Revenue declined from 2.5 billion to 2.4 billion. And this was the turnaround like doldrum phase. But since that period, Jack Dorsey has re-accelerated growth in Twitter's business. They hit record revenue of 3.6 uh, or 4.6 billion uh, in 2019. And if we go to gross profit, Profit. Their gross profit is hitting record highs as well. Operating income, they turned it around from Twitter being a huge loss machine, losing a ton of money, to actually turning it into a profitable company. Profitability was down a little bit this year, but the point is Twitter's cash flow and profitability has also dramatically reversed since Jack Dorsey became CEO. And um, 
The other thing I wanted to point out here is the cash flow of the company been extremely strong. As you can see, even if we just go to free cash flow, Twitter almost doing you know, 700, 800 million in free cash flow per year. Um, and when Jack, Dorsey uh, when Jack Dorsey took over, it was basically negligible. So the, the cash profile of the business has exploded. Now they have you know 6.6 .6 billion in cash, the most they've ever had on their balance sheet. So when I look at Twitter from a fundamental perspective, sure, maybe the stock price hasn't outperformed every index or every tech company since Jack Dorsey took over, but you're not reading in between the lines. The stock price had a still fallout from Dick Costolo. And when you look at the underlying metrics, we're talking about engagement with DAUs. We're talking about revenue. We're talking about profitability. We're talking about cash flow. So that sums up my argument of like, can Jack Dorsey run Twitter and Square at the same time? I would say Twitter's performance on every single metric that I care about is improved dramatically and turned around since Jack Dorsey became CEO. Not easy. Square continued executing on fire, disrupting hundreds of billions of dollars worth of banking industry on its way to becoming a much bigger company while Jack Dorsey's running it. I mean, this is literally one of the best resumes in all of business that exists right now, other than maybe like Elon Musk or some of these super long tenured CEOs. So when I think about Jack Dorsey's ability to run two companies, non-issue, non-factor. Product changes at Twitter, I don't really know if this is specifically one of their complaints, but Scott Galloway said this is one of the reasons he was quoted in some article about this, that he thinks Twitter, you know, Jack Dorsey should be out. It's a low hanging fruit to unlock value. It's like, bro, no. First of all, Twitter's commanding, you know, what are they worth right now? And from a market cap perspective, Twitter's worth, you know, 27, 28, almost $30 billion, yet they only did 3.4, 3.5 billion in revenue with about 20% growth. The market's giving them an eight times price sales multiple for not that much growth because they're pricing in a very, like, well-run business. They think the business is going to grow. I would argue the market's been giving leeway to Jack Dorsey because they're a fan of his management style and Twitter's valuation has actually benefited from this halo effect of having Jack Dorsey on the team. And it's just going to take time for these financials to backfill. I mean, Twitter's a very unique and interesting asset. Um, they have a monopoly on what Twitter is. I mean, you turn on any TV channel, they're talking about what world leader tweeted, follow any celebrity. Their de facto account to make these big statements is Twitter. Like it's just become a public utility and pipeline of society. I think the value is more than the financials have. And that's why from an earnings and price sales and price cash flow perspective, it looks very expensive. Um, but anyway, the point I wanted to get back to is these product um, changes that Twitter's made. They uh, switched the move to 280 characters, which I think personally for me, increased engagement significantly. Um, they've been making it, tweaking the reply system to like focus less on bots, which I think is a huge challenge. Um, and focus more on real people and making Twitter easy to be more interactive. Um, they added the retweet with a comment feature. So I think these seem like subtle changes, but you don't wanna change everything too fast at once. Like it's a very diff difficult position, but I will say that the cadence of product changes has accelerated at Twitter since Jack Dorsey has become CEO. So from a financial perspective, metric perspective, product perspective, everything in Twitter has been heading in the right direction. The last thing they talk about here is Jack Dorsey moving to Africa. Why is that an issue? I think that's like a brilliant move. Like Jack Dorsey is kind of like this, you know, eccentric, you know, tech billionaire guy. And he wants to move to Africa for a few months and see what's up and like move Twitter there and be running his companies from there. Like, I don't think this is a bad idea. I think when you think about the next couple decades of how the, glo the globe is evolving, where there's so much growth potential for startups and technology, Africa is like one of the first things that comes to mind with a huge young population, entrepreneurial, huge potential. Jack Dorsey being one of the first tech companies to get out of the Silicon Valley bubble, see what's actually happening in Africa. You know, Twitter's a global product and to actually travel around the world and experience different cultures. Like I, to me, that's a good thing for the Twitter CEO to do that. Why is that a bad thing that he's actually taking risk, being bold, trying to learn, pushing himself? Like, I don't know. I just think it's easy to like, from an NBA spreadsheet perspective, to like say, oh, he's running two companies. That's shouldn't, we should just, you know, check that box and fix that. He'll be more efficient. 
Uh, well, it'll be more efficient if we get a CEO who's just focused on this. We need a CEO that lives in Silicon Valley because that's what every other CEO does, you know? And it's like, we need a CEO who's pushing more product updates just to show investors that we're doing something, even though they could make the product worse. Like, these are all these short-term minded, like MBA, like Excel spreadsheet changes that may increase the value in the short term, but I'm actually worried could really damage what Twitter is. I think it's a public utility. It's a super important pro product and platform that I love using. And I think putting someone in who doesn't think long-term, who's not a founder, um, who is one of these MBA and business executive types, A, could really ruin what the core product is, could ruin its core values, could ruin this focus on the long-term vision. I mean, what happened the last time Twitter brought in an MBA CEO? Dick Costolo, the valuation got crushed. All the engagement metrics went in the wrong direction. Um, the product changes went even slower. So I think the evidence shows that having this owner-operator founder of Jack Dorsey, he is the person to run, be running Twitter. He's super young. He's super passionate. He has big ideas. Like, I just think it's exactly what Twitter needs. And so this is one of those stories where it just like, it just grinds my gears. I don't know how to describe it other than like, some fancy billionaire in some office tower. Like I probably have more Twitter followers than everyone at Elliott Management combined. You know, they don't even use Twitter, yet they're gonna sit in the boardroom and try and tell everybody how to run the company. Like that's exactly the problem with these sort of Wall Street hedge fund people. So anyway, it's a pet peeve of mine. I think it's BS. I'm trying to make the noise louder on the other side of the camp that Jack Dorsey has done an amazing job as CEO and should stay on as CEO. Maybe next time I'm recording a video, I'll be a shareholder and be pushing against Elliott Management. I think that would be pretty fun. But anyway, this is HyperChange. Shout out to our Patreon supporters, producers, funding the channel. Uh, TLDR of this episode is BS hedge fund billionaire Paul Singer is trying to tell Jack Dorsey what to do when he has no idea or no right, doesn't even use Twitter. And that's what I think is kind of BS. Anyway, this is HyperChange. Um, I'll see you guys next time.